Hey, it's Easter week and every day this week we are tracking through every day of the Easter week and we're looking at these seven I am statements of Jesus that all point to the fact that Jesus is unequaled. And today we're looking at that one that says where Jesus says, I am the true vine. We find this in John 15. Uh, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Today is Monday, the day after the triumphal entry, the day after the crowd going wild with excitement and expectation. It's also the day that Jesus begins to lose some followers. Why? Well, he clears out the temple, driving out the money changers with a whip, getting really angry in the process. It's not really the way to go about winning and influencing people, is it? But then again, Jesus wasn't about popularity. He was about principle. He wasn't about being lauded. He was about being Lord. What he saw and experienced in the temple were people who had got disconnected from the life of God, from their source, who were using their faith to exploit the weak and the vulnerable for their benefit and their advantage. They weren't bearing the kind of spiritual fruit they were meant to be producing. So today we pause and we remember the words in John 15, I am the true vine. And a vine was often a symbol of the nation of Israel because a vine can grow wild uh, if, you let, if you let it. And, and Israel often grew wild. Um, and the role of the vine dresser or the gardener is crucial if the fruit is to come from the vine. And what Jesus does is he uses this metaphor to describe the relationship he longs for us. And he says this, that he is the vine. God, the father is the vine dresser or the gardener. And we are the branches. And this beautiful kind of three um, kind of uh, shaped relationship. Jesus is the vine. The father is the vine dresser or the gardener. And we are the branches. So how do we produce fruit? Well, I know we just try harder and obey all the rules, right? No, that's not what we do. We do two things. Number one, we cooperate with the gardener. Jesus says every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he's going to prune Every branch that does bear fruit is going to prune. Either way, we're going to get cut. And basically the cut from the gardener is the cut of love. That pruning is that, um, that touch from God, if you like, that where he exposes things in our life, where he brings us to look in the mirror of what's going on. And when we cooperate with the gardener and we let him do his pruning work, we will produce fruit. You know, every parent that's ever disciplined a child, every good parent that's ever disciplined a child knows that it's not for their benefit, it's for the child's benefit. May not feel like it to the child at the time, but it really is. Is there anything that needs clearing out of your life? Anything Jesus would want to drive out from your life right now, just like he drove out the money changes in the temple? Cooperate with the God. And the key word is yield. As we yield to God, you know, I don't like it when people point out things in my life, but I know that I, I, I often know, oh, this is God speaking into my life, maybe through my wife, maybe through someone else, maybe just through the Holy Spirit or through the Bible. And when I cooperate with him, you see fruit coming out of your life when you do that. So number one, we cooperate with the God. And number two, we remain connected to the vine. In the first 10 verses of John 15, Jesus uses the word, or rather John uses the word that Jesus says, uh, remain 10 times. 
He goes over and over, remain, remain. The old translation says abide. If you remain or you abide, you stay connected to the vine. Jesus lived the perfect life. He was in perfect relationship with the Father. We don't live that perfect life. And our goal is to remain connected because Jesus drew his life from the life of the Father in the same way we draw our life from the life of the Son. We draw our life as we remain connected to him. You know, Jesus had no static on the line between him and the Father, but we do. How do we get rid of static? We remove as much static as possible. We obey what we know to be true. Then we open ourselves to insight from others. We all have blind spots, unseen static on the line. We need another set of eyes and ears. And then we're willing to let God change us. Someone once said, we don't resist change. We resist being changed. We know not just to empower us, but to really change us, not just to do the right thing, but to want to do the right thing, the will and the desire and the motivation. It goes beyond, Lord, help me to do it, to Lord, help me to want to do it. Not just self-disciplined obedience, but spiritual realignment. And I call it the prayer of permission. Let me read it to you. Lord, I know what you want me to do, but I don't want to do it. I'm giving you full permission to change the way I feel and think and act in Jesus' name. And when we cooperate with the pruning of the gardener, when we remain removing as much static from the line, there's the promise that there will be fruit. As we reflect and remember the events of the Easter week, we see Jesus as the perfect embodiment of what it means to be connected to the vine and to bear fruit. He was also pruned during this week. He was also squeezed during this week. But what came out of him was fruit, fruit that remains, fruit that lasted, fruit that resulted in you and I now, 2,000 years later, living lives of fruitfulness because we are connected to him. So today, thank Jesus that he is the true vine, the unequal true vine and stay connected to him and you will bear fruit. You won't be able to help it because the God who calls you and lives in you by his spirit is faithful and he will do it.